It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As the 2020 season rages on, the Locked On Reds podcast will be here each and every day to detail each win, each loss, and every transaction as the Reds look to move toward a playoff berth. My name is Jeff Carr. Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. What a way to start a week. Bye. Your Cincinnati Reds. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. 500? What's that? The Reds are above all that. How about that? 28 and 27. First non opening day above 500 record for the Reds since May 14th of 2017, back when they were 19 and 18 in a year that uh, turned pretty sour pretty quick for them. But the Reds have finally made it above 500. A great start to the series by Luis Castillo, by the Reds. And it was funny because for much of the game, it felt like it was going to be one of those nights. It felt like it was going to be a night where we just look back and we say, well, what could the Reds have done here? What could they have done there? What could they have done differently when they had runners on second and third and nobody out? When they had runners on first and second? And one out. Couple of innings that they just completely squandered. But it didn't matter because of the play of the night. 
the pivotal play of the game. Now the one, two. In the air, left center field. That bad boy is gone. Hey, Eugenio Suarez, one swing of the bat, and the Reds take the lead. Now that's a great call. Uh, he finally got the fastball that he was looking for. Suarez did anyway. And Woodruff will not face another batter. They're celebrating in the Reds' bullpen. They're celebrating in the dugout. And they were celebrating at home watching the game on television. Could you have imagined what it would be like to be at the stadium when that happens? The roar from the crowd would be, I don't know, comparable to the – Clinchmas home run from Jay Bruce. It'd be comparable. And this is assuming that you know we had a full stadium. I'm 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 expecting you know if all things were equal and and we were all there, we all got to pack the stands. And boy, oh boy, tomorrow or tonight's game would be absolutely phenomenal. As far as the people that would just be so amped up to be at the ballpark, man. I wish we could be there. I, I can't wait till next season because I really feel like we're going to be back at the ballpark next year. But we're focused right now on it. A great night, and that home run was everything. I know that the Brewers eventually got to three, so if the Reds didn't do anything else, then they would have lost. But that kind of opened the floodgates for the hitting because all night long they were stymied. Brandon Woodruff's fastball and the off-speed stuff that he mixed in every so often just had them kerfuffled. There was a lot of befuddled looks on the hitter's face as they walked back to the dugout. Quite a few struck out looking, bat on their shoulder, and the pitch looked like it was like right down the middle on K-Zone. Now, it probably looked completely different to them. Maybe they just didn't see it. I don't know. But it was getting a little frustrating, getting a little worrisome. Then the Brewers took a one nothing lead on a Jed Jerko home run off of Castillo, and you're like, oh my gosh, Castillo has pitched amazing. Please give him some run support. And then, bam, Gino Bomb up to one. That's all they needed. Well, I mean, not all they needed, but that's what all they needed to get going. Kurt Casale added some insurance with a solo shot in the eighth, but that wasn't all. Mike Moustakis, after a couple of guys got on, Shogo, and then Joey Votto as well. Votto walked, and then they pinch ran with Kyle Farmer. They didn't need anybody to run, though, because Mike Moustakis clubbed the hardest hit ball of the night, 111-plus mile an hour on the exit velocity to the moon deck. Absolute bomb, and the Reds would win 6-3. to three. Now, it was interesting because... In the top of the eighth inning, it was a bit of a tense situation. They had Amir Garrett in as he had finished off the seventh inning, but then after issuing a walk to Christian Yelich, Ryan Braun came up to the plate, and so they pulled Amir Garrett, and they put in Rice out of the Glacius, which also, real quick too, did anybody notice AG being AG on the mound? That was awesome. Like The camera kind of caught him talking to himself. You could clearly make out him mouthing the words, you're a bad mother trucker, man. Just go get this guy. Love it. Okay, so he didn't say mother trucker, but you know you know what he said. It was awesome because then the next pitch, he struck out Avisiel Garcia, and then after walking Yelich, they bring in Rysel Iglesias. The best part about that was, though, you're thinking, oh boy, 
you, you got a five out save from Iglesias, and probably with all the pitches that he's going to throw to get these five outs, he's probably not going to be available tomorrow. Wrong. He gets three pitches, gets a double play ball from Ryan Braun, which was absolutely phenomenal. And then the Reds blow the doors off this in the bottom of the eighth inning, going up 6-1, so they feel comfortable enough to pull him. And they bring in Nate Jones, which has you a little worried. You're like, oh boy, this is Nate Jones we're talking about here. He did give up a two-run homer, but he was able to finish the game. He's probably not going to factor in the next segment, though. Uh, Spoiler alert. The Reds' three stars. Number one, Luis Castillo gritted out a six and two-thirds inning win of a start. He gave up four hits and one earned run, three walks, and nine strikeouts. Number two, as we mentioned, Gino with the go-ahead two-run home run. He actually had a multi-hit night plus a walk. Pretty good night for Gino at the plate. Number three. Mike Mustak is his three-run home run. Put the game out of reach, but he also had a multi-hit night and a walk as well. Both guys looked really confident at the plate, and they're really going to need Mustakas to get going. And also, Nicholas Castellanos had a double. Two guys that the Reds really threw the money at to hopefully improve the lineup, and we really haven't seen any sort of consistency from them. Hopefully, down the stretch, they will become massive factors in the reason why the Reds make the playoffs in 2020. But we're getting ahead of ourselves there. We're going to talk about this game coming up. There there was one more thing, and the importance of Rysel Iglesias not having to pitch those five outs is absolutely massive, because to have him in these next two games, you're talking about your number one high leverage guy, and say what you will, the people that are like all on his case, or at least were all on his case, he has pitched phenomenally well this season after kind of a rough start, and I fully trust him coming out of the bullpen right now, because he looked pretty good. Like I said, three pitches to Ryan Brawny and gets a double play ball. That's all you need right there. Like I'm not looking for him to come in and get five strikeouts. I, I, I'm just glad he got the outs. That's all we need right now. We're looking at you know a couple of runs and 27 outs. That's all the Reds need moving forward. And yeah, I know that's real hashtag analysis here, but just win, baby. Now 28 and 27 on the season, big time too, because the Phillies lost as well. That's going to help the Reds move uh, a little bit closer to the next spot in the National League seeding, as that will put Philadelphia at 500. Now with the Reds being over 500, if you haven't heard, the Reds are now in the seventh spot. If the season ended right this minute, the Reds would play the Cubs in round one. How awesome would that be? I'd be all over that, man. I'd be all over it. And that's, of course, pending the game going on in San Francisco at this moment. As of recording, they're in the top of the fifth, but the Rockies are up four to nothing. They've got the bases loaded and one out. They are putting it to the Giants. Hopefully they continue to do that and help the Reds out immensely with the seeding because also the Marlins lost to the Braves As well, another loss that will uh, help out in the grand scheme of things when it comes to seeding, because if the Reds continue to win, that's that's only a good thing. All right, so we got Sonny Gray coming up tonight. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. But before we do, is your company looking to hire? Are you looking to build your roster? No, I'm not asking. I'm going to give you a resource here, Indeed.com. Check it out, Indeed.com slash MLB. You'll get $75 for your next job posting credit. 
they've got amazing tools like the sponsored job ad, which increases your likelihood of a hire threefold. And now you can take that $75 and apply it toward a sponsored job ad because Indeed is the best resource to get you the best candidate as fast as you need them. Indeed offers complete and total control over your job posting. You only pay for what you need and you can pause payments at any time. Check out Indeed.com slash MLB for $75 off your next job posting. Indeed.com, offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Got one more resource for you here. This is just for you, the Everyday Joe. Are you looking to do some work on your car or Everyday Jane? Are you looking to do some work on your car? Check out rockauto.com. They've got all the parts that your car will ever need, and it's so easy to find what it is that you need. They've got a drop-down list on the left side of all the car companies. Find your make, find your model, find your year. They will drop down a list of all the parts that your car will ever need. So you can find them based on images and based on the name of the part. Or if you're more mechanically savvy, you can check out your favorite brands because Rock Auto has it all. And they've got reliably low prices as well. You go to a brick-and-mortar store, they're going to gouge you. RockAuto.com is not going to do that. And finally, they're going to send the part right to your door. So you don't have to get up and go anywhere. They're going to bring the part to you. So just go to rockauto.com. It's fast. It's easy. And in the checkout section in the How Did You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On MLB to let them know that your pal Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. That's rockauto.com. And in the How Did You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On MLB. Rockauto.com has all the parts your car will ever need. Real quick before we take a look at tonight's matchup, I want to give some pub to my pal Doug. Check him out on his Patreon website. Go to patreon.com and look up Doug Gray and redsminorleagues.com. He's got a lot of great content, a lot of great insider stuff. He passed along some notes about the Reds' plans for intra-squad games, and I want to try and get him on the podcast and talking about that here pretty soon because it's a nice plan. It's going to start September 29th, and the Reds will be playing other teams. We're going to get more details from Doug here uh, pretty soon on the podcast. I don't want to spoil too much of it, but definitely check him out on redsminorleagues.com and go to patreon.com and throw a couple bucks his way. Support his work. He gives you a lot of great content about our Reds, especially about the Reds farm system, because there's really no better source on the Reds farm system than friend of the podcast, Doug Gray. All right, so let's jump into tonight's matchup. Sonny Gray is on the mound. He's back. He's back from the injured list. He's going to be taking on Brett Anderson, left-handed pitcher for the Brewers. And it's going to be good to have Sonny back. I mean, now we did get some really good starts from Michael Lorenzen in his absence, but to have him back for the stretch run is massive. And this kind of begins that whole deal where you've got your main top three guys in Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, and Trevor Bauer going on short rest. Because Gray's going to pitch today, and then he's going to pitch game two of the Twin series as well. On the other end of the spectrum, when you got Brett Anderson starting for the Brewers, his last couple of starts have been, eh, they've been okay. His last outing was against St. Louis on September 15th. He had six innings of two earned runs allowed on five hits and two walks. Hopefully the Reds can continue. I, I mentioned it at the beginning of the game on Twitter, at Jeff Carr with three Fs, that the Reds really saw a lot of success in the White Sox series because they 
forced White Sox pitchers to throw a lot of pitches. And that's something that they did against the Brewers last night. Now, they didn't force a ton of pitches from Brandon Woodruff, but it was pitch number 100 that Gino just laced that home run to left center field. So when they get deeper into the pitch count, that's when they start to wear down the guy. So they need to wear down Brett Anderson. His couple of starts before the St. Louis start, he saw Cleveland on September 6th, gave up four earned runs and five innings to them, and he gave up four earned runs and five innings on August 29th to Pittsburgh. So you can get up on Brett Anderson, and you figure four runs is a pretty good total with Sonny Gray on the mound. Now, looking at Anderson this season, he's pitched against the Reds twice with a total of nine and two-thirds innings. He's given up nine hits allowed, four earned runs, five total on three walks. He has given up three long balls to the Reds as well, five strikeouts against our team. So it's a total of a 3.72 ERA. But there's a little bit of an interesting statistic when you look at the times when he faces guys during games. Everyone always says that, you know, a couple of times through the order, that's when pitchers start to see a lot less results. And he really doesn't face guys the third time through the order hardly that much at all. He only has 27 plate appearances against a guy the third time through the order. But what's interesting is when opponents face him the first time, they're actually hitting 328 against him with an OPS of 870. So if you get on him quick, if you don't let him get settled in, so we're looking at our top three guys, which will probably be some form of Shogo or Aristides Aquino. Maybe Nick Senzel will lead off. Then you'll have Nicholas Castellanos and Joey Votto. If those guys can do some damage early on him, then they'll set the tone for the rest of the game. Because when it comes to the first time through the order, he has 72 plate appearances against him, and he has allowed opponents to get on base 34% of the time with a 328 batting average. Yeah, not a lot of walks, but a lot of hits, two home runs as well. And overall, he has allowed 11 runs the first time facing a guy through the order. So that's definitely going to be something to watch as he settles in. The second time through the order, he calms down quite a bit as the average plummets to 215. So the Reds definitely got to make the most of their first plate appearance against him. He's definitely an efficient guy. He's not going to try and strike a lot of people out. He's going to try to force them to get themselves out. Hopefully the Reds can take advantage of that because as baseball reference states or shows on their statistics, the Reds are actually much better against finesse pitchers. Finesse pitchers are in the bottom third of the league in strikeouts plus walks, so they're pitching to a lot more contact than, you know, power pitchers as to what they say. The Reds as a team bat 242 with a 320 on base and overall a 793 OPS against finesse pitchers. Easy enough for me to say. They've got 41 home runs as a team against those types of pitchers. So hopefully we'll see lots of runs scored by the Reds here in this one because they do that. They win the series. They'll go two games over 500 and assure themselves at least a winning season against the Brewers, and they'll set themselves up very nicely for the final series of the season against Minnesota. All I know is this. I am super pumped that we're sitting here talking about tension-filled games where the outcomes matter 
here at the end of the season. I know like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, whatever, I was telling you guys to settle down. It's not going to happen. Now we just look forward to next year. We look and see how guys develop as the season comes to an end and who can help us in 2021. Thank God I was wrong. I am so happy that I was wrong about that. I'm so happy that we are sitting. If you were like me, you were sitting on the edge of your seat. And the play that ended the seventh inning when there were Brewers on second and third, two outs, Amir Garrett was on the mound, and it was a sharply hit bouncing ball to Eugenio Suarez. He picked it and threw it, and it looked a little high. Like when you were watching on television, that throw looked high, and I about died. I about passed out when I saw that. Thankfully, Joey stretched up and caught it and got the out at first and shut the runs down because at that point it was just two to one. And you knew that any run by the Brewers would snatch the momentum away from the Reds and completely change the game. So I was so glad to see that that was not the case. But it's great to feel that. It's great to be pumped about Reds baseball in September. And I know it's only been a two-month season or whatever. I don't care. It's nice to love what's going on the field for the Reds right now and know that every win matters. So let's see what happens tonight. Hopefully it's another win for the Red Legs as Sonny Gray toes the rubber for the first time in 12 days. Hopefully the lineup can give him plenty of support against the lefty Brett Anderson. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked On Reds as I'll be following along the game all the time. I got lots of thoughts and general stuff. But yeah, follow me on Twitter. Also, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Later on this week, I have a treat. Brand new guest for you. We'll be talking with Ryan Meyer. He is the team photographer for the Reds. Definitely going to ask him about getting up on that ladder, trying to take that picture. But we're going to be talking about all things Reds later on this week. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss that episode and all of the other greatness as we cover the stretch run. We are in the final five games. That's right. There's only five games left in the regular season. Number one, I want them to win so they make the playoffs. But number two, I want them to win so that they can keep playing games after this week because I'm going to miss Reds baseball when we don't have it. I always do. All right, that's it. Now tell your smart device to play Locked On Fantasy Baseball, and I will talk to every single one of you tomorrow. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.